What is a lie? A falsehood or deception? The quality or state of being false. Viewpoint, stand, attitude, truth, lies, perspective. Truth is a matter of perspective. The deep state. Who's really controlling you? Find out who really pulls the strings of power with the critically acclaimed new season of Deep State. Thursdays at 9 on Fox. Oh my God, you're so limber. Don't you just love music? Do you have any Megadeth? Uh, to win so yeah I'm still kind of riding that high <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So uh, that being said, uh, we played the two tunes that you sent us, and I think, Mike, I think we're in favor of Renegade. Yeah, definitely. That's the one we seem to play the most and we like a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We like their song too, don't get me wrong. So yeah, yeah. just out of the two, that's their favorite. Yeah, awesome. And we've got a lot of good responses. And uh, actually, a, a few people, I think possibly Dylan T uh, tweeted about the song at one point. I think. Definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's a few people, it gets a lot of attention when it's played. Because I think you've got such a unique sound and a unique voice. People are like, oh, what's that? It's really good. So that's always a good sign when you get uh, people tweeting and stuff. Yeah, you know, when you play it. So, uh, you've had a lot of shows recently, and you have one coming up soon, which is up in uh, North Ontario. Yes. And uh, just talk a little bit about that, because I know I saw uh, CBC Stamp is on it, which is Canadian Broadcasting Company in Canada, for those of you who don't know who CBC is, which I'm sure a lot of you don't, but that's all right. Yeah, so, yeah. again. <laughs> I, well, CBC gives me some airplay, so I put on the poster to highlight the fact that I am uh, an artist that's played on CBC. To hopefully add to the marketing strategy and get more people to check out the sound and now you were in the cbc searchlight too were you not uh yeah yeah who wasn't oh yeah no fair enough <laughs> um, because uh mike trudgeon who we've had in-house before yes. and uh mike plays with leanne actually yes i'm so lucky oh cool i didn't know that that's pretty good yeah he's phenomenal he play he plays banjo with me is there anything that man can't play? <laughs> yeah, right? know, like, he's, yeah, he plays mandolin too. I don't know if you know about that. He does. Uh, he's waiting on a new pickup, I'm, I think. I'm not so. sure if you mentioned that, but I'm, he might have. Yeah. I, the, the mandolin sounds familiar. I didn't know he could play the banjo. I just think he's insanely talented, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's an honor to be able to play with him. Like, it's just, it blows my mind that I get to be with such talented musicians. Like, it's mind blowing to me. And like, such a such a decent musician to play with you, just really, really quick, because when he was in the house, he played two songs for us, and, but like he's been told many times in his reviews, that he sounds like a three-man band on his own. I tell him, I'm like, you're the size of three men, and you play like three men. Yeah. We were making a joke uh, the other day that he was like three three people standing on top of each other, wearing a trench coat, <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo's. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but he's, he's, a, he's a he's a tall guy as well too right so it kind of fits <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um with uh shows coming up what uh let's say your mo one of your most recent shows what was your favorite that you played is there any specific place you like enjoy playing that you played a number of times or is there anything that kind of happens or that kind of changes from show to show uh, yeah, it changes from show to show. Like, the, I think the crowd really determines how much fun you have at a venue. It's it's less of the venue besides, like, having great sound and, you know, maybe a sound tech or something like that. Um, but it's a lot about the people that come out and support the shows because you feed off the energy of the crowd. Um, so one that stands out was my EP release at um, the London Hall of Fame ballroom that's upstairs from the Rosewood Room which is where I'm performing next uh, Saturday night, May 25th. Um, but we sold out, so the whole room was packed, and everybody, I, I knew almost everybody there as well, oh, really? because people were you know, excited and very supportive with the EP release, because really it was a long time coming for right. me. I, um, I've been in the business for a while and, and have not had the chance to release anything, so... It was uh, highly anticipated by my family and friends, so they came out and showed support, and you know, just the energy that night. And Mike Trujan actually opened for me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's everywhere too. Yeah, literally. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that show was one for the books. No, uh, was there any, okay, well, I'm trying to think of the way I want to phrase this. Is there any like, specific song that you enjoy playing more than the others? Or is it just kind of like, it kind of comes in the mood you're in for that night, for that specific show? It could be that. And sometimes, like, it depends if I'm playing with my, playing by myself or playing with the band. Like, sometimes you just sync together right. and you just have that magic song. Um, but I like, personally, out of the ones that are on the EP, I like See Through Lies and I like Renegade, um, because they kind of, they're hard hitting, well, Renegade's kind of hard hitting, See Through Lies has that dark kind of edge, um, and I've got this, I've been writing lately and I have one new song, I played it on the radio live to this morning on CHRW, uh, uh, it's called The Devil You Know, so I'm really excited about that, there might be a video, they took a video, um, and they're audio so I might have that to release in the coming uh, cool. weeks I'm sure I'm sure they will because uh, uh, Gypsy posted that for their song Pressure oh was, amazing they recorded it live in the studio but it's also filmed too so they put up on YouTube as a video yes so, yeah. so I'm pretty sure that's that's in the cards for you yeah that's awesome <laughs> and uh, yeah we'll be doing it at the Rosewood Room next weekend so you can come see it live with uh, Mike Church and I'll be playing banjo with me and Tracy Frank on saxophone so it'll be awesome a good time yeah uh, no, uh, I'm going to pass the, uh, the mic to Mike, to, for lack of better words, because I don't want to kind of hog all the questions, so because I, I know he's got a few here. <laughs> You're okay, it's all good. I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. Um, I, I guess my my question, so I mentioned earlier, you've got quite a unique um, unique voice and a unique sound. I'm really jealous that you live like on Bainsey's doorstep and you can come and see you live, and I can't, um, <laughs> or not easily anyway. But uh, like, maybe how someday, would you, maybe you know, say that again? Maybe someday I'll get to venture oh, over to the UK. One, one day, one day. There will be a trip to Canada in the future, I guarantee you that's going to happen But yeah, no, my question is, so let's, let's say you, you know, you're talking to someone, you meet someone for the first time or whatever, and they ask you about your music. How do you describe it? Because I think we've used different different sort of comparisons and stuff, but you know, what, what's, what's your brief description of, oh, I do this and it's a bit like this. Yeah, totally. That, for me, is probably the hardest thing to do. I can imagine that, yeah. But yeah, that's probably the hardest thing for me to do because I feel like I just write music. Like, it comes to me, I write it. I don't think, like, I need to write it like this. Um, the EP that I released, it's five songs, and they're all very different. It's probably, like, three different genres right. within the EP, in all honesty. <laughs> Um, and some of it is me finding my direction, but some of it is just me writing songs. And I just, it was a moment in time. Uh, I wrote that EP within six months and that's what came out. Right. Um, so now kind of with the new songs I'm writing, I've got more of a direction and it's kind of a bluesy, dark, bluegrass, um, you know, jazzy kind of genre. Now, is, was there any specific reason uh, for that or... Let's. I know you said oh, you used to just write music. Now, are any of these ideas preconceived or? Yeah, totally. Like different things inspire me, and generally it's um, things that are hard to deal with. Right. So you yeah. know, things that I'm not happy with happening. Like, it's funny because on the EP, two of the songs are about my band breaking up. Because yeah. <laughs> that is what's hard to deal with in life. Um, I do have a love song. One of them is about my husband. Um, so I don't know, I, but I find it easier to write about harder feelings to deal with. That's well, how I kind of deal with them. That makes sense. It just because, I mean, a lot of people, 
uh, we just don't know how to put it into spoken word, but writing it down just seems so much easier because yeah. now you don't necessarily have an audience as such right yet. You know, yes. you're just kind of getting your ideas and thoughts down. And you can weave it into a story, right? Like some of it is your feelings and some of it just sounds good in a song. So it's a little bit of both, right? Right. Like, right? I, I, I love that kind of creative license that you can have as well. Because like, like you say, sometimes it's just like, yeah, okay, that, that didn't really happen, but it sounds good. Let's yeah, <laughs> go that way. Um, but it's cool because there's so much going on. I'm, I mean, I'm really excited to hear if the new stuff's kind of bluesy and dark. That sounds really cool as well, but there's definitely, you know, there's, there's, I, I put um, the EP on uh, earlier on and my wife was saying, oh, it's, it's much more country than I expected in places. I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, um, because you know, she's used to me listening to really heavy guitar riff music. <laughs> she's like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to be interviewing that person. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she kind of got the country bit, whereas I got a lot more of the folk bit the first time I heard it. I just think you hear different things. It is interesting. Yeah, different people totally. ears pick up on different things, but there's a lot in there. Yeah, I don't listen to any country, like not not new country anyways, but like growing up like Johnny Cash and all that kind of, Dolly Parton, all the like OG country. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, some of my, I am influenced by some of that, for like Renegade for sure. Right, oh yeah. Uh, that was definitely that song, but that was cool, that's what we liked about it. I think, I think actually, I think Mike, you, you pointed out before I got a chance to. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely... In, in Renegade in particular, you definitely hear the, um, like you say, you get that kind of old school country vibe coming through, which is really cool. But yeah, yeah I think, I, I don't think it was that song interesting. There's a different one where, you know, like I said, my wife had said that earlier, but there's just a lot in there. I really pick up on the, on the really folky bits. I think, you know, your voice is quite kind of classic British folk as well, which obviously, you know, I assume that you're not British <laughs> from the from the seventies magically. So that's kind of interesting. Like, you know, yeah, it's I weird. love I love Amy Winehouse. She's an inspiration. Or Ida Maria. I don't know. I think she's maybe Irish though. Um, but yeah, I love um, strong female vocalists for sure. Yeah, and that's something we're a big fan of on the show as well because yeah, I think there's so much. We've done a lot. We're trying to sort of tip the balance a bit more because there's so many powerful female vocalists out there, um, and it feels like they kind of get you know, not heard as much unless we kind of promote it. But it's you know there's so much cool stuff out there. It's incredible, really. Very yeah. impressive too. Uh, just before we actually play your first song, the, the quick sidetrack we're going to do involving female vocalists. Uh, there's a band called Hands of Blue, and uh, Gina, the singer, uh, just before the the album was done. She had only taken vocal lessons for maybe like a year and a half when we interviewed them, their first interview. Yeah. And you'd never know. Like it just it just she's she's that good and she's got such a strong voice and like cause when she said, Oh, just a year and a half, it's like a year and a half, you're joking. <laughs> you know? yeah, like yeah. we were blown away, we couldn't believe it. Yeah. Such a short period of time. Well, people like I've never taken vocal lessons, but I've sang my whole life. Like and a lot of it was in secret in my bedroom until I was like almost twenty, really. Oh okay. um, so no one knew I could sing forever. But I did it all the time, so I was still practiced. <laughs> well, yeah, well, then, then that's it, because, I mean, we know not everybody takes vocal lessons, but just, like, we just couldn't believe it. It's like, we would have guys said she'd been singing for years, and I'll forget the vocal totally, lessons period. yeah, also. yeah. And just some of these women, uh, just, uh, just, you're just blown away. You kind of sit back, you know, and it's, like, one of those things, like, her, the voice could go just for miles and miles Oh, yeah, and miles, like Anne Manette's, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's, like, oh, man, such an inspiration. That's, such a yeah, I mean myself as well, but Kim is a big, big fan, and there, there was a couple of times, the first few times I saw Nimue live, 
Kim was saying, I don't know how she does it, how yeah. she gets up there and she just gives her and oh, it just man. sounds so good. I mean, she just, she does not lose a beat, you know? Yeah, yeah, she's phenomenal. So, uh, that being said, uh, we're going to ask you to play your first song, so what would you like to play first? I'll start with See Through Lies. Okay, so <laughs> she's going to stand up here, so the show's still going on, we're just going to switch the camera here on the Facebook uh, fan page live, so. We'll just, uh, oh, that's, there you go. Fucking iPad, so rotate your phone. Okay, so let me get the camera turned around here. Sorry, guys, this is probably making people a bit dizzy, but. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth it. It'll yeah. be worth it. Okay, so we are going to do it this way because it's not there. And we are set. Yes, I rotated. Leave me alone. I didn't say rotate, I just rotated. Okay, so we are good to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
<laughs> that you. was great. Mike, what do you think, buddy? Absolutely fantastic. What a treat that was. It feels like I'm right there. Oh, that's that was awesome, incredible. Man. What was the song called? See Through Liars. Future Liars. See Through Lies. Oh, see Through Lies, sorry. Not Future Lies at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the next one. See Through Lies. Absolutely stunning. Man, uh, so the, the one thing yeah. I want to see about this song specific is just just the, the vocals, Leanne. I mean, that was just literally just after talking about like uh, uh, <clears throat> people that uh, of, um, have an influence in your, your vocal uh, abilities and, and songs. Like, man, we heard about like, two, three, maybe even four different uh, influences in there, which is awesome. And just nice. thinking of Amy Winehouse. Definitely heard that. Yeah, Definitely 100% yeah, heard sure, that. For sure. But it was, yeah, that was a great tune and, and so dark. And it almost seems like it could be like the, the finish up. I know it's to like a TV show, though. You know, like kind of, let's say when the kind of the last rose is dropped on the coffin that's already buried, that sort of thing. It just kind of yeah. just, that's how dark it seems to me. That's but it's like awesome. badass tune. But first uh, image that comes in the head is something like that. You know, just kind of the closing dark scene. It's, so, yeah, awesome tune. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Do you guys remember a show called Veronica Mars? I've heard of it, but I never watched it. Oh, Veronica Mars was amazing, but um, I can't remember any of the music they played on it, but I remember some of the episodes, and that that's the kind of thing that fit just based on what you're saying, right? It's exactly the sort of tune that would fit really well on that. of which, man, I, I hate to admit it, but, but there's a specific song, and I think you know, you know which one I'm talking about. Unfortunately, I don't know the artist's name, but, but the, it goes... Uh, there's a secret. Can you keep it? Because this one I'll save. Uh, Got a lock in my pocket. Gonna take this one to the grave. That sounds super familiar. So yeah, it was played. It was actually <laughs> played at the end of one of the shows. But it is like I obviously can't do the the the, the vocalist uh, uh, justice. But it's I'm trying to think uh, the best way to do it. What's that? Sorry. Pretty, pretty beautiful. Uh, can't speak today. Spoken as uh, as poetry there. The way that you did it, it was. You didn't need to sing it, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It sounds so familiar, though. Definitely. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember the name of that song, but it was. It was. I think it was either it was Veronica Mars. It was one of those shows, but I'm pretty sure it was. Awesome. Just just a little kind of. We, we tend to sidetrack in the show a little bit, but <laughs> it, it all comes back 360. It's like six weeks separation. We get far out the line, but it somehow ties yeah, it back into the back. music. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's going to come to you at like 3 a.m. You're going to sit up in bed and scream it. Yeah, exactly. One band I could never remember the name for a long time for some reason was Imogen Heap. And uh, uh, it was almost, it's mainly her, but she twinned like three different names, but Imogen Heap was one of them. And for a living, I could never remember it. I don't know why. It was it's not, not a hard one. It kind of stuck out because it was yeah. kind of unique. But because never remember it. And I always still look it up, but driving me nuts. Like, why can't I remember this one? Yes, yeah. So, but um, back to music. So the, the EP uh, is out, and uh, you're currently writing more stuff as you go. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. brought you an EP, too. Actually. Oh, awesome. That's great. And Check it out, guys. Look at that. That's so cool. Magnet and Button. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> awesome. Check it out. Magnet. And a button. Like, this is awesome. Oh, so, man. Yeah. That's probably cool. You always remember me. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so, uh, you're writing new stuff as it goes. So, now, are you playing any new stuff live? Are you kind of test piling it? Yeah. Uh, for lock and yeah, yeah. I'm playing, um, I've got two new songs that I wrote um, this kind of spring. And then I'm playing an old Howler Romance song that we used to do called Bitten. 
Um, and then just trying to write more, just finding the time in between, uh, you know, music, gigging, being a mom, yeah, going right. having a day yeah. job. Yeah, no kidding. It's yeah. Essentially, it might except, you know, might be the dad, but not to put out the obvious, but yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, no, I'd make a terrible mom. <laughs> <laughs> I would not make a good dad either. By the way, I think it's in some ways it's easier. I, I certainly remember when my son was born, I felt like it was harder being a dad because they're so close to the mum in that first six months to a year in particular. Yeah, but I so, think, especially because I have a boy, I'll probably relate better, but I do think it's much easier being a dad now because, like, you know, I was staying off there even today. I mean, I actually injured myself and twisted my ankle. Even today, I was just like playing football and having a kick about it. It's oh, like, that's yeah. not a bad job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I just get to mess around like I'm a kid because I'm basically a 10 year old anyway, just in an adult body. So, yeah, Absolutely. it kind of works. <laughs> Yesterday I was crawling around in a jungle gym, uh, one of those play places. And I'm like, I got stuck in part. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this part. uh, I've got a one and a three-year-old. The one-year-old's turning two this month. uh, But I've got to be right on him, right, for stuff like that. So it's uh, mummy boot camp training, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. My my little boy's seven, seven and a half pretty much now. So, um, yeah, I... Well, you know, she's got a three well, but it definitely gets easier as you go, but then you just yes. can't do challenges as well. Like, get into that sweet spot well. almost where they hang out more by themselves, and I'm just like, oh, yes, go play in your room and don't destroy everything in it. <laughs> 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 like yeah, you, what you get, you see, is you think people always say that, but then what you get is, hey, come and see this. Hey, daddy, come and see this. Come yeah. and see this. You don't actually yeah. get like the rest. What you have to do is just they go and entertain themselves, and then they bring you into that. It's like, come and see this trick on the trampoline. Oh, okay. Oh, I messed yeah, watch again. Oh, I didn't quite do it. I definitely did it a minute ago. You sit yeah. there for a I was doing, oh, I've burned the dinner, damn it. <laughs> you know, there's always something where you're like, oh, God. Totally. But, it's, you know, it, it's fun and exciting. I make it sound like it's really miserable. It's not at all. <laughs> My daughter's writing songs now, so she'll really? sing, like, and they'll be simple, right? right Today's was uh, about Hi Raccoon, Where Are You Gonna Go, or something mm-hmm. like that. Another one's like Kitty Cat, Kitty Cat, How Are You? But it's so funny because she'll do the same songs over and over again. Okay. And she'll change them a little bit. And she has a ukulele and she can strum it. She can't play the notes, but yeah. she's got a bit of rhythm. She's showing some promise. Nice. Yeah, they both play harmonica. like, like oh, right. Not like play a right. tune, but they play with so, a, with harmonicas. So maybe, maybe, maybe a Neil Young? You know? I'm hoping. Yeah. hoping. Train them on drums. It's always hard to find a drummer. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Could happen like Spinal Tap with a green thumb issue. <laughs> Still one of my favorite mockumentaries. That was awesome. So uh, just before we go on to some more questioning, uh, just uh, uh, for Mike's birthday last year, this was awesome. I got a bunch of artists and people we interviewed saying, like, wishing Mike happy birthday. I kind of put them together as, like, a, a compilation. Yeah. And I, I emailed his wife. I said, well, could you get uh, a video or a picture of, or of William and his son saying happy birthday? Oh, so cute. And so she did that. And William's standing in front of Billy. And Billy's like 107 years old. He's like, is that how old you are, Daddy? Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. Like, of course, he was surprised yeah. because uh, Kate didn't say a word to him, which is awesome, right? He made the whole point. Yeah, it'd be a surprise totally. for him. So, yeah, we, we, I think he used that one to finish up a lot of it. That's so cute. That was cool. I love the fact that your um, British child accent is basically Stewie from Family Guy, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't even think about that, eh? I was like, oh, that makes it so much cuter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
still I still think you do a better deer though. <laughs> so, so um back to music. Um I just I just there's so many questions. Uh well right now so we got two in the works and uh now how over the past six years since you've been in business, how has your style change has it changed uh kind of drastically was or just kind of kind of slowly gradually kind of went in different directions um well i used to co-write with nick ross um i met him back in 2013 when i first kind of entered the scene again he used to host an open mic at carrie's bar okay. and grill right. um so then i started co-hosting with them so i would go every week we would play together and then we started writing and his influences were like country and pop music okay um, so it was more pop rock, the stuff that we used to write together. Um, and then on my own, it started out kind of pop folk rock and then it kind of turned more dark because okay. that's probably <laughs> where you're more comfortable. <laughs> that's the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. It just gradually, and I, I don't think about it either. I just get inspired from something whether it's um a situation that happens in my life or somebody else's situation right. like renegade was inspired from a friend that was dating someone who was probably married um and then definitely was married because the wife texted oh, oh. <laughs> um, so it was like confirmed it was just like big explosion so it was about taking the high road and just like leaving that situation like instead of getting revenge right from, just... from nms to jerry springer <laughs> just like that <laughs> yeah yeah so like you kind of live you're gonna hit over with chairs and all that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so you live through others vicariously, right? If your own sure. life isn't uh, exciting at the time, yeah. you just kind of seek outward for inspiration. Well, there, there's always stuff going on around here, and I got a neighbor on this side of me, so I know you guys can see which way I'm pointing, but <laughs> anyways, so I got a neighbor, and she's... Does almost, she hang out the front door because she was there when much, I came Yeah, up. she's 81. She's very, very, very <laughs> nosy. Very, very nosy, right? Uh, yeah. So always has to have her nose in my business meeting. Kim and I really don't tell her a whole lot. No, we're playing with the whole thing. And, yeah. But sometimes you just want to say, oh, She got an eye full of me with my fishnets. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> At 4 p.m. <laughs> 4 p.m. fishnets. That's yeah. the next song. <laughs> Sounds like a Tom Waits album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So last, last night, Kim and I are outside. I know we got the fire going in you know, the first part of the season. And uh, uh, she's with her, her, little, her little posse there. One of them, her name's Larry Red, because she's got a big, hairy, af a red, hairy afro. And then there's two more with them. And uh, Red says, because Kim and I are talking, we're listening to music, and Red says, oh, nice fire. And we have, there's a fence up, right? So they can kind of see a little bit, but not see a lot. And I tried my, well, I didn't try my best. I didn't want to answer, so I just thought I didn't say anything. I just didn't want to engage in conversation, yeah, right? Yeah. We have a fence for a reason. Yeah. We just want to chill out. And then, then Mark says, goes, do you hear? She goes, she had a nice fire. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then, like a minute or two later, she goes, "Goes, why don't you invite me?" Oh. And, and right away, without even without even no hesitation, it's like, "Because I don't like you, Mark." <laughs> and, and I always started laughing, and Kim's like jaw dropped, like she couldn't believe I said it, but she started laughing too. So I was laughing hard because Kim was laughing so hard. <laughs> so, and then, like me, comments like, "Goes, did you mean that comment?" I was like, "No, of course not." Well, maybe sort of. What? Nothing. Good night, Mark. <laughs> so, oh, Mark. Like she means she means well, but my God, and oh, like okay, one more neighbor story. But this guy's cross street. This guy's awesome. His name is Jim, and 
he came over last summer and asked me if I could help him put uh, Eve Trough on uh, the front of his house. Sure, no problem. So I said, okay, we'll do it about 10 o'clock when I get back from the dog park with Tim and the dogs. So I'm going the street and back into him. I look at it, I was like, oh my God. I was like, hold on a Kim. She's like, what? Put the car in park. I said, Jim, what the heck are you doing? He goes, he's like, what? He's got, his, he's got one ladder set up against the house. And then the second ladder, aha, is in the bed of his truck. And the truck's back up to the house. And he's on the ladder. I said, Jim's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? He's like, wait, I'll be right there to help you out. Because I'll respond because you're not climbing up that ladder. No. So later on, once we start getting going, of course, uh, Kim's watching this whole thing go down. Because it's so fast forward about 20 minutes. So, Kim, uh, so Jim and I are working on the e-trop. And Kim's hovering in the living rooms and looking at the window to make sure we're all right. Just because she doesn't know. She's more worried about Jim than she is about me. And then, course, Jim's like, a lost yeah, yeah. So they finish. So we're sitting in the backyard having a beer. Just a couple hours later, Jim comes over to the thing. He's like, "Yeah, no problem." And he goes, "Well, ever since I did these few things, my wife told me I need to ask for some help." He's like, "Oh, sure, no problem." And then he goes, "Like, what happened?" He goes, "Well, there's one time he was shifting his floor for some reason, but didn't disconnect all the power. So guess what <laughs> happened? Just like Tim Allen from Home Improvement, oh you gosh. know." Tosses him four feet clean, four feet clean against the wall. And of course, what happens is he's got to pick his wife up that day, but where's he have to pick her up? At, at Metro Detroit Airport, which is about two and a half hours away oh and across the border. And he's telling me so, people for watching this live right now, I'll explain just one second. He said, Well, what was your vision like? He said, Well, it was coming like that, you know? So, like, so pretty much kind of like a rat, like rapid fire, like watching a, a movie with a highway moving at, at like light speed. And oh, goes, man. And goes, driving. He's like, you still fucking drove? <laughs> he, he, he made it to Robert Q, which is which is like a, it's like a, a transport service will take the airport, you know, for certain fees or sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So he goes there. He goes, he made it to Robert Q. He's like, oh, my God, Jim. So he talked to him there to get him to go pick up his wife. And goes, why didn't he call Robert Q? I don't know. But that's, that's why I said, because well, I didn't think I was just what, need to drive and pick her up. I was like, oh, oh my God. Because I heard about that for at least a month because... The gentleman goes to pick her up, and it's got the the, the, the board with her name on it. She's like, "Where's my husband?" He's like, "Oh crap, you know." Yeah. He's like, "Man, I'm with Robert Q." Blah, blah. Yeah, I know, but where's my husband? Man, he sent me to pick you up, and he goes, "Yeah, I heard about that for two weeks." He's like, yeah. "This, he just oh. one of those guys." So, so sorry, is a quick sidetrack, but those neighbor stories—that's my best neighbor story. I love Jim to death, and that's by far my favorite story. As scary as crazy as it is, it's so funny. Like I just like literally, my jaw dropped, and I literally exactly what I just said. You still fucking drove? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, you kept, you still kept making the stops. Was, well, people kept ringing the bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, right? So, <laughs> so, literally exactly like that. Okay, so, uh, Mike, uh, uh, pass the mic back to you, buddy. Uh, cool. I, I had one question that I'm dying to ask you because there's a lot of lyrics in your songs and obviously yeah. it's just you... And a guitar. I love your guitar that you bought, by the way. That's really cool. We have to tell you that as well. It's a ukulele. Um, oh, it's a ukulele. Oh, I, can, I want, yeah, do you know what? Uh, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> She's got a tiny guitar. It's yeah, a little I'm guitar. Really... Some people call it a little guitar. See? Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. All of my ukuleles kind of, you know, come from a kid's toy shop, so I don't recognize the quality of it. But actually, my question was, um, uh, you've got a lot of lyrics in the songs, and obviously, 
you know, you wrote them and stuff. I'm really bad. Like, I went to an open mic night recently, um, just to sidetrack slightly before I answer the question. I went to an open mic night recently, and I wrote, it was doing a cover, I can't remember what it was, I think it was a Neil Young song, and I wrote the lyrics to the third verse on my hand, yeah. and I wrote them on my left hand. I'm a right-handed guitarist, and of course, as soon as you start playing the chords, you realise that you've written the words on the back of your hand, yeah, and yeah, you can't see the back of your hand. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. So I kept stopping it. I said, no, nah, this isn't going to work. <clears throat> so I'm terrible at that. But my question is, do you ever just make up the words when you forget them? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I'll just throw in a word. Um, I, am, <laughs> I have a terrible memory. Um, and you, you just hope that no one, like, a lot of times people can't distinctly hear, depending on the place you're playing in. Right. Stuff is kind of muffled. <laughs> People will notice if you stop and you say nothing. So as long as you say something, yeah. you're okay. But sometimes, like, occasionally I'll forget and I'll do, like, the wrong verse at the wrong time. And then I'll be like, shit. <laughs> so I'll try to, like, swing back and think how to, like, get back into the other one. Or I'll just flip and do the last one later and just hope no one was really, you know, like, paying attention. Right. Like, no one, like, a diehard. Like, my mom was there and she knows the lyrics. <laughs> oh. no, no, nobody could be... To be as bad as Aerosmith when they first started, they were so wasted they literally forgot their own songs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah no word of a lie. <laughs> yeah. You look at them now, but at the time they were just yeah. way too far gone. Well, this morning at the radio in the sound check, I was like, "Oh man, how does Renegade start?" <laughs> I was like, "What is the first line?" And then I was good. Like once I had it, but you just have this like blank out sometimes. Oh, absolutely for sure. Yeah, I've done that a lot. Where <clears throat> I literally. I think to myself, I do not know how this next song goes at all. And it's only when you play the first couple of bars and you're like, oh, and, and then you get to the end, you're like, I, I knew that. Yeah, I just, it was in the back of my head, I knew it inside that. I remember once we played a set and we always used to end on the same song. And we just thought, it's, it's a, it was a good song to end on. You can have a bit of the jam and, you know, sometimes you're, you're over, you're under on your set and you can decide, you can be on time by playing a song that's got like an ending that doesn't really end, right? So yeah, it was yeah, good totally. ending song. But we thought, oh, let's switch it up because, you know, we, we've done a few gigs recently in the, in the same area, similar people, you know, perhaps going to come to them and they might get a bit bored of us doing the same thing. We opened with this song and just by doing that simple thing of opening with a song we normally ended with I messed up every other note yeah. in every song in that whole gig because I couldn't cope my brain was like this yeah, is right this is normal <laughs> totally. and it's just like it's the same fucking songs I've been playing for years yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like the new ones are right. it was all the stuff that we, you know, we played and, oh, man, absolutely crazy it's so but, yeah, crazy I, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah you do go on kind of an autopilot and the longer you're doing it like you have to focus because you get used to playing, you get used to your songs and you start thinking about like, oh, like after you're, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger or whatever the heck, you know what I mean? Like going to get some chicken wings, but you, you get distracted and then that's when you kind of mess up. But I've like come to like right before I had to say the lyrics being like, oh no, like what is that next line? And then it was the time and it just came. So like divine intervention, I don't know. Did you ever have to like a strum an extra chord or two just before you remembered it? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like with a band too. Right. Like it's less awkward by yourself because you just make it, make it, you planned it. Over right. and you're like shit, sorry guys. <laughs> At my release show, we did uh, Afterglow like that. We played in a couple. I was supposed to just come in and start it, but we ended up playing in a couple bars because I right. was just not paying attention, <laughs> 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 overwhelmed and overstimulated. 
So it looks like we have time for one more song. So we're going to kind of switch the camera again, kind of Bill and Ted style. If you guys remember the movie, the very beginning, when they're trying to film themselves playing. <laughs> and on 10, oh, wait a minute, dude. Yeah, right. Turns again. <laughs> for so good at this. This is almost as good as when we do the Legos. Like when I know, right? Okay, well, this is your song, guys. This is Renegade. Mike and Dr. Bones. Oh, God, I miss me when I'm gone. She's screaming before she walked away. It's like a hurricane, destruction that's the way of a renegade. She threw away the smoking gun. So here, and, and we're gonna wrap it up with her. We'll still be streaming live on audio. We'll come the video in just a moment here. So, uh, Leanne, uh, now the chance to kind of plug your upcoming shows right yes, now. Yes, so. yeah. Um, I'm at the Rosewood Room uh, next Saturday, May 25th. Let me just grab the list because sure. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, the Rosewood Room next Saturday night, May 25th. There's $10 tickets. They're at Grooves Records and at the door. Um, I'm actually doing the national anthem at the Forest City London Soccer. Um, yeah, for the soccer team. And doing the halftime show uh, May 31st at 7.30 at the German Canadian Club. Uh, and then so I'm in Stratford June 1st at the Harold Haas Brewing Company. And then I'm heading up north uh, to Haleberry and Kirkland Lake June 7th and 8th uh, weekend. So I'm looking forward to that, heading up my hometown. Right on. Well, we're going to obviously continue spitting your tunes. And we just want to thank yourself by It's been a great time. And we'd have to have you back in very soon. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, guys, let's say a big thank you to Leon Mayer for joining us today. So, we were clapping at home. We really, really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, so, uh, we're going to continue on here in just one moment. But a big thank you to Leon Mayer. And we're going to continue on with the music. So, uh, just stand by here. But we're going to close down the video. Thanks for watching, guys. Bye. Alright, so next song up, you just give me one moment here. Okay. <laughs> There's just a replay of its posting. Awesome. It's Dr. Bones talking to Dr. Bones. This yeah, is so crazy. There, there's a little bit of an echo there, too, eh? So, so next up, we're going to play a song. Uh, this is, uh, we got submitted to us a couple weeks ago. And this is Katie Kelly and the Interruption. It's called Everything Suddenly Changes. Sorry, Suddenly Everything Changes. Like this. Suddenly, 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 everything. 
done that was how is it katie kelly and uh the, the interrogation with suddenly everything changes and that's actually it was a pretty good tune and uh like i said Mike, it took a couple uh you know to kind of took a couple of listens to it to let it sink in but actually it was it's actually a really good tune i just the vocals are so unique and just it just really different you know what i mean yeah definitely but um I really, really sorry. I was just checking. I wasn't on mute because I realised I was on mute. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very cool tune. I really, really, really like uh, the music out because it's kind of punky and it's Brit poppy and it's kind of got just a bit of everything going on. Um, I think the vocals are fantastic in that. I want to say that her name is pronounced um, Katia or oh, Katia. something okay. like that. I remember in the email, but um, but I'm terrible at getting these things right. So. Let's just say you should definitely ask her if you're interested. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. It's a brilliant tune. Really enjoy that. Uh, sent through a couple of weeks ago. We had a flood of stuff come through, and I'm really glad we managed to get on the show for this week. Man. How good, by the way, was Leanne? That was such oh, a good. I was just about <laughs> like, to say that. How awesome was that? And just, just the two songs live, because uh, initially when we were uh, when we were chatting, uh, or via email, obviously, uh, she said. Do I need to bring like a plug-in, or can I just uh, can I just come like, as I am with, with my ukulele? So, well, just your ukulele is fine. It's because when Mike when Mike Trujan was here, he played just acoustic and he sounded amazing. And yeah. I'm not complaining, but the back addition to the house has has a great great sound. Like he's got really good acoustics in here, especially with the MacBook. It's got a good, a good mic on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. And it's always a lot more fun when you can can do this stuff live, like video stream. Cause, yeah, I like that. Because obviously, like, uh, I have got no problem doing video and and or audio, as we know from from all videos. But it just it's just awesome to have her in studio and have ukulele. Those are great songs. I mean, well, and just just the fact that she had, she had that little gift uh, for me that I did show on the Facebook Live video, but I will post it on Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, she will be back. Uh, say sometime next two three months. Uh, when uh, she's got some more new tunes, she said she's play uh, some more new tunes for us, or some some new tunes, some brand new tunes, I should say. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great time. And I just I love I love doing these interviews. I mean, this is Mike. This is like pretty much the big one of the biggest perks to, to to doing the show. It's just all the cool people we get to talk to. Yeah, it's amazing, and we get. You know, there's there's so many different conversations and different perspectives, and the interviews always going different ways, and yeah, it's just brilliant. And like you say, if, you know, if they're nearby and they can pop in and play some tracks, even better because it just it sounds cool and it's great fun. So <laughs> it's cool. Well, uh, if you notice, I just tweeted uh, first time about the show because I was leaving that to Mike because I had a, had a few things going at once. So thanks thanks for covering me on that one, Mike, because I just I just didn't have time to pay attention do do with the phone at the same time too and. Especially having to get up to to, to film her, which was which was fine. I mean, it actually looks, it looked a lot cooler. They're standing actually, kind of really kind of showing you know the 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 uh, well confidence for one, but that's what word I'm looking for. But just the enthusiasm playing the song, right? Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. So now I'm I'm back on tweeting duty. Like, I mean, I know we both tweet, <laughs> but I uh, I do apologize because I just I just didn't have a free hand to do it. And uh, so yeah, man, we got another killer show here. Uh, anyway, it was awesome to have her. So thanks again to Leanne Mayer for joining us. She just have not. She does not have a Twitter, but she does have a Facebook fan page, which is just Leanne Mayer. And uh, so... She's got Instagram as well, I think. I tagged her earlier. What's that, sorry? I think she's got Instagram as well as Leanne yes, Mayer she as does. well. She absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. So, Otherwise, I've tagged the wrong person. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so next up, we have 
cue cliche with take it away and it's the acoustic version of it and of course that's author brand new ep but this is the acoustic version of it so here we go with cue cliche and take it away Still be lost, but I'll be okay. Take it all, take it away. I got this right, it's all that I need. I need it so much, I just can't let it slip. Out of my fingers, can lessen my grip. Watch out alone, and I try, still give up. Why can't I say this is out of known? Why are you waiting? Why are you so? Oh
Right on. That was Cute Cliche with Take It Away. And that's the acoustic version from their new EP. And uh, really cool acoustic as well. And some of these tunes have been sounding almost better acoustic than they were, uh, they were plugged in, eh? Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing, because I love this EP so, so much. I was so excited when it came out, and they did a whole thing where they, they got up loads of tension, and then they went, we're not going to release it this year after all, we're going to redo it all. And then they redid it all, and they're like, we're going to release it, and then we're not, we're going to wait. And it was just, oh my God, when you get the EP out, and they did, and it was brilliant, and I was really, you know, really excited. Oh, yeah. God made it acoustic. I'm like, oh, this is blowing my mind. It's so good. Um, I absolutely love it. I think, you know, and it shows how good they are at songwriting. That's ultimately the thing, isn't it? If you can pull that off, bear in mind how punk they are. <laughs> like, if you can pull that off acoustic, then fuck me, doing something right, I think. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> Part of my French. <laughs> um, so then on uh, Thursday night, uh, Em and I went to see John Cleese. Oh, yes. And, man, that show was so funny. It was we, – we got there because we didn't realize how close we cut it. Because, you know, we drove downtown, which is not too far, parked and walked walk to, the, to the venue. And uh, we get there, and it's, it's crap. It's like just 7.30. So we got there right because that's, that's when it starts. So, you know, John Cleese gets introduced, comes out. So he starts talking, and there's some people still walking in their seats, and he's like kind of following them with his head as he's like watching them move. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did, you, did you miss something? Do you want me to start again? So he starts again. <laughs> and, and, like, classic John, like, classic John Cleese, right? So he starts again. And, uh, uh, you know, there's, so he's going on, and a couple more people come, and he, look, he looks like he stops talking, you know? And the, the funny thing is, and they, they actually, they put it uh, on on the, the website for Bud Gardens for London, Ontario. And it was actually pretty cool. I told him, I said, you know what, I probably would have done the same thing. So this woman felt bad. She had two beers. So she offered John Cleese a beer. And he, so she, she gave him a beer. And they cheered. They cheers, and they got a picture of them cheersing. Because like, he just leaned over to the stage a little bit. And she goes, oh, this is wonderful. So he takes the lid off, has a little bit of sip. Because all he gave me was a fucking bottle of water. So he tossed the bottle of water off stage. So uh, it, was, it was great, man. He talked. He, talked, he said uh, a, lot, a lot of things. One thing I knew about was uh, George Harrison putting up the money for Life of Brian. But but yeah, he put up three million. That I'd heard, I had heard lots of times. Because I know they mentioned it once before in one of their documentaries, like Monty Python, that is. Right. And I'm pretty sure I read somewhere as well. So they talked about that, and you know how it was was somewhat boycotted because it was just just the way he was presenting the religion, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and initially, uh, Monty Python, John Cleese said he was talking with another. They were talking with their uh, with their promoters, and he goes, "Well, she go to promote." He goes, "You don't think you really need to do any promoting right now because of all the press is getting for because <laughs> of what it potentially might be, right?" And, and I was just telling, I was telling Kim because Kim's seen most of the Holy Grail because I think she fell asleep, but um, she hasn't seen Life of Brian. All things she really enjoyed John Cleese. You know, she really enjoyed. So that was awesome. We were both laughing really hard. But and even even said that Faulty Towers. Uh, he said uh, that they weren't huge fans of Faulty Towers either. Like, like to the producers, and they're like, well, well, can you change it from the hotel? Can you go outside the hotel? It's like, well, that, that's what's about, 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 about being in the hotel. The, the, <laughs> you know, the problems that happen there. So. That's, that's the whole thing. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was, it was something else, man. He said, and he was saying too that he said that only ten percent of people in every job know what they're doing. The rest are kind of, kind of, you know, kind of uh, just kind of flying this your pants, so to speak, or sort of thing. And he goes, not to be more but just, he goes, do you remember the doctor strike in in, in New York or was in New York, New Jersey, like however many years ago? He goes, 
goes, the death rate from malpractice went down instead of because <laughs> the doctors were on strike. <laughs> so I was like, oh man. So, uh, <laughs> but very, like I said, very funny. And and he uh, he was t- he talked about uh, practicing uh, the 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 silly walk in this in a small flat. So if you can just imagine him doing it, because we were all expecting he's gonna come on stage doing it. But once he said, oh, "Well, I, I've had, I've had uh, two knee replacements and a hip replacement," it's like, "Oh, that's probably not happening." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but uh, I was so still. He uh, he's going to eighty. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. But it was either way. It was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Like, and it was like a uh, no, a Thursday night well spent. You know. Oh man, that's just incredible. I actually love John Cleese so much. I think I've said before on this show and, and basically to anyone that will listen that 40 Towers is, in my opinion, the greatest and the most perfect sitcom. And it just ended in the perfect, you know, they could have done a third series, it wouldn't have been, or well, maybe it would have been great, but it probably wouldn't have been as good. They just, they ended it and, you know, when was that, 1975, you still want more. I still want more. Oh, same here. Anything, right? Brilliant. Well, no, you, know, you can't go along with like Manuel and Polly and you know yeah. and, and Major and, and well, they start early this morning. You know, <laughs> where, where, where did you get that moose faulty? Uh, hey, McKenna. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, good morning, Major. I speak English. I learned it from a book. I know. Eh? I, I think probably like my one of my favorite Manuel scenes is where um, John Cleese is uh, dealing with uh, dealing with a guest, and he's telling Manuel where to take the bags, and he's got the cue cards. So he's like, no, no, uh, no, second floor, this room, but and then Manuel holds up and says, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is brilliant. I think the the whole thing with where the where's the rat in the hotel, and it's oh yeah, yeah. Rat. You put pass on the ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when he's he's under the table by my looking for it. Like, Basil. Yeah, yeah. Basil. Oh, he's only half. Cruz comes up behind him. He goes, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes." Head on the table, and it's just it's like slapstick genius. Yeah. Like when he there's other bits that where he just pulls off the kind of Charlie Chaplin esque comedy so well. Like when he hits him in the face with a spoon, and it's just oh one yeah. Moment in the middle of an episode, and you don't even think about it until you realise how funny and ridiculous that is. He just gets hit in the eye. Oh yeah, like, when he rubs on his head and cracks him with it, <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's gonna hurt, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, or or the same thing when he says, he goes, this Basil, this Basil's wife, this smack on head, he cuts him right in front of the head, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, that was a pretty hard crack across the forehead, right? And and oh, but or or one more thing, and then we'll get right back to music uh, with Manuel and. He's, he's, he says, he goes, you know, Manuel goes, because uh, he says women are crazy. He goes, I know. I tell Mrs. Fawlty, you go to look at a girl and she go crazy. What? I tell Mrs. Fawlty, you go to look at a girl and she go crazy. Crazy. He just doesn't get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> he starts beating him up the hallway and then that couple comes up. Well, this is how an Englishman would do it. <laughs> oh, man, the whole thing's brilliant. The whole know, thing right? is outstanding. Only 11 episodes. All right, so back to the music. Uh, I'm not sure how. Uh, we can tie Faulty Towers in, well, at least my Python as a whole, in with the music because most of their their, uh, their movies have songs that cost a lot of money to make, but were well worth it. So there you go. Ha-ha. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> exactly. 
So next up, we have one of our favorite singers, uh, singer-songwriters from Ireland, because his new album is coming out very, very soon. This is Dennis McCalmont with Carousel. Dig this. Dennis McCalmont with Carousel, and he does have an album coming out very, very soon. I'm just trying to double check the date on that right now. So, no, he mentioned in the email he sent recently. Uh, Mike will be back momentarily. He's a little bit more slow moving because uh, he got a little bit of a twisted ankle. So, yes, the new album from now to then will be released on Saturday, June 1st on Bandcamp. So, be sure, be sure to check it out because we, we played a few songs from the album that. Uh, Dennis was nice enough to send, his long, send along to us. And to be honest with you, Dennis has been very good at the show all the way through. So we, we do thank him, and the music is great. So 
always uh always uh, a big thank you to him for that stuff so um we are going to get to the next song shortly i mean or a few minutes here if i can unquote stall haha <laughs> for mike uh but we got some good tunes coming up here and literally it's a whole mix of stuff and uh i was telling mike off air that uh part two was kind of sort of a conceptual idea so unlike most of my playlist they it's it's madness i know but it, it works and that's what we put them together this one had, kind of had more of a kind of a theme but not quite but at the same time too is kind of going with a little bit of a theme a little bit a little bit of a conceptual idea then getting the songs to flow the way you want them to in the order you want them to oh, let me tell you that was a more than a pain, but uh, very happy the way it turned out. So it looks like um, we're going to go to the next song here, but that's all right, because I know Mike has heard Carousel before, and he can comment on it after the next song here. So we're going to move on to our next song. Don't worry, Mike will be back. Like I said, he's had to run off for a minute. Well, not really run, because he can't right now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so here we go with uh, Joe Crowley and the Dirty Old Skulls with a song called Want Things Done. Dig this. All children, listen to me. I'll tell you of magic from history. We danced around the fires at night. Give all the people a terrible fright.
walls and that was want things done and uh you know it's uh i thought of it just because lyrically it me reminded me of uh the nirvana song very eight because he says no well she says no you come see me if you want anything done and he says uh, if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to ask someone else first. Yeah. <laughs> so, such an amazing so, line. <laughs> so, so there, I just like, but otherwise, that's a great tune. And again, kind of sounded like that old school, kind of like Triptel, kind of creepy vibe, kind of like I, I, the songs we were talking about earlier with, with Leanne and stuff. I mean, but great tune. But you know what I mean? It's got, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just got that certain, like, really kind of creepy, cool sound to it. Yeah, definitely. It's proper cool. It's got, I like the kind of scar influence in there as well. And it's just, yeah, like you say, it's, it's trippy and it's cool. And it's just it's something about the vocal as well. That's, um, it probably is a bit Amy Winehouse, but it, it, I don't know. It's a little bit more like more cheaper almost as well. It, okay. It's just cool. It's very, very cool sounding. It's got a, a really nice modern sound, but there's a whole load of like beautiful 90s stuff in there that I can hear. And it's uh-huh. totally Era, so, yeah. <laughs> That's very cool, man. Now, did you uh, want to comment uh, briefly on Dance McCombs' Carousel? Yes, yeah, sorry about that. So for anyone listening who's like, where's Mike gone? Basically, I mentioned briefly earlier, I twisted my ankle and it took me a long time to get up the stairs uh-huh. and then come back down again. I really need to have a wee while that song was on. Um, but yeah, so I, I love Des McCombs. I think it's fantastic. I like the, the thing that I really want to say on that is it's what's really cool about that track in particular is it's really folky and really clean sounding and crisp sounding on the guitar and the way you plucked it and everything. But also it's really soulful. <laughs> That's what I really love about it. Just the soul in there is awesome. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant tune. Uh, sorry I wasn't here. Oh, no, no, it's all good. No problem. Being a total cripple, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You know? Yeah, oh, for sure. So next up we have some brand new Wild Horse. This one's called Listen, Stop Messing Around. <laughs> Dig this. <laughs> Stop messing around this way 
Just about to say Rolling Stones. I meant to say Wild Horse. <laughs> Listen, stop messing around. This is another good tune, man. I love their style. I mean, I know it's not like Rolling Stones, but they have their own style to it. It's their own twist on it, and they sound really good. And these kids, literally kids, are awesome. They just, they always knock it right out of the park. Yeah, Wild Horse are absolutely brilliant. Um, that track for me, I just... I mean, there's two things I love about that. One, I think, I don't think it's the, uh, I can't remember who sings. I know it's Henry and Jack, I can't remember which way around it is, and I'm really sorry, but I think it's the other one singing, um, and he's doing a fantastic job. And I just love the guitar tone on that. It's so, there's so much space. It's airy, it's valvy, it's warm, it's analog. It's just a proper fat Les Paul tone. It's the kind of guitar tone I really try and get when I'm playing live and it's fantastic um, I've got an announcement to make about Wild Horse in, in a week or two but I'm going to save it for a week or two oh, let you okay. know. Um, that's, that's going to be good I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot <laughs> <laughs> so uh, man next up is a band called Reason to Find kind of swinging back into our salute to females so it just kind of works out this way so here we go with Reason to Find and Innocent dig this Don't 
right on reason to find with innocent and man that was such a heavy tune and such a great tune at that and man uh, <laughs> I, i'm not i'm, I'm not uh i'm not sure uh uh how well said that song just just such such a badass tune and I just just I just love the vocals and it's it's so heavy and raw. I mean that is a that is a pretty fat heavy tune, especially it made you of all people speechless, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what to say? It's just wow, but it is so fat and heavy, and the riffs in that, and the pace of that, and the drums and the vocals are just smashing in your face. Thank you very much. I love that. It reminds me, there's a band called Chasing Dragons who are brilliant, um, a bit like them, uh, that, kind, that kind of style as well. But yeah, fantastic, brilliant, brilliant band. These guys, I love them. So next up, we're going to play uh, a tune <clears throat> by Holly Rees. And uh, ima imagine, imagine that uh, uh, um, flow there, eh? Yeah. You probably think it's not going to work, but man, wait till you hear the song and tell, tell, tell me I'm wrong. Dear, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, ser seriously, just uh, check this. I mean, it's a great tune, but check the flow of this one. And this is why I love my job and sometimes more rip my hair out, but it's well worth in the end. So... Here we go with Holly Rees and Better. Dig this. Two, three, four. Staring at my phone, waiting for you to text. Trouble is my lover that I don't think we've met. I think I need to spend a little time on my brain. How hard to feel alone, surrounded by people who feel the same. The room is probably cold I've been going longer than I know And I'm trying to be better Cause I'd like to be better than this And I'm trying to be better Cause I'd like to be someone with this Two, three, four I'm much too much of a mess To put you in I'd like to feel again But I'm afraid of things I leave And all I've got is bent fingers And a crick in my back I'm hoping you'll forget about The qualities I lack My train won't you hold the door? Would you miss my name if I left the floor? Or I would be better. Oh! 
Right on. Holly Rees with better. Now, man, tell me that didn't didn't work perfectly right there. But apparently, mate, it's almost like you know what you're doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spend my brain learning juice, you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know, indie pop folk punk. That was just a bit of everything in there. It was fantastic. It was like the white stripes on speed. It was awesome. Yeah, actually, good point. Nice. <laughs> So next up we have uh who did I have next? So I'm not sure I was debating a last minute switch, but um yes, cause no yeah, yeah. Alright. So we're <laughs> we're gonna go to Aaron Drip. This is the list. No, this is the list. No, this is the list. <laughs> no, it's not. Exactly. Well, we know we all know how I operate, so. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but it's exciting, mate. But it sounds better in my head, so we're gonna skip right to Aaron Drift with Light Hole. I think this is off their new EP.
was Aaron Drift with Light Hole. And then just even at the Tabor end of it, remind me of like three different bands. And then a little bit like old school Jane's Addiction, you know, and uh, uh, just 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 like just kind of a little bit this little bit of a blanket, but like uh, kind of a newer metal with a kind of taper off as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it was a great tune. Again, she got a powerful voice, and this is just another great tune. It's a three-song piece. We got one more song to play by them. We played the first one the other week called Snow Queen, which is a badass song in itself. So yeah, yeah. The, these, the, this bunch is going to go far. And again, another great female vocalist. Yeah, fantastic. Really good tune that. I love that. It just goes dark, heavy, thrashy at the end, which is really, really cool. Brilliant tune that. Right on my street. Really, really love it. Well, speaking of heavy, our next one up, uh, we definitely have dubbed the, the heaviest song by this band right here, a band called Operation Neptune Spear. Can I just say, this yeah. is insanely heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it fits so and it's a badass tune. <laughs> oh, it's pretty, but it's like, okay. <laughs> so here we go with Operation Neptune Spear and Zetgeist.
Operation Neptune Spear at Zedgeist. And that no, that wasn't heavy at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was like Slayer, like meets like fucking like Megadeth and possibly like Paltra in there too. But it was just crazy happy. Like I love that tune. <clears throat> I, I like the fact that we decided to go a, bit, a little bit lighter towards the end of part one, and you know, I, I, I think that was a nice touch in terms of playing. You know, we had some, you know, acoustic stuff at the beginning went a bit heavy in the middle. And we thought, oh, let's let's go really calm it down a bit with some Operation Neptune You know, let's just chill, chill the fuck out, man. <laughs> but no, I love him. I think I, the thing is, right? We comment on how heavy it is because it is like, oh my god, this is so heavy, and. You know, don't get me wrong, there's, there's stuff out there that I listen to sometimes that's like mind-blowingly heavy and this is definitely right up there. But actually what I really love is it doesn't it doesn't lose out on the musicality. It's genuinely musical. Oh yeah. And the way that he plays the riffs and the choice of what he plays and the way he structures the songs is genuinely good. That's what's so good about it because, you know, I've got a mate list down the road who will listen to the filthiest, heaviest music you've ever heard. But a lot of it you think, I don't really like that because there's, there's not really a song, there's no melody. Right. It's just really heavy, and I get that it's like angry and crazy. Exactly, <laughs> it's the perfect mix of both, and that's I think why I love him so much. I just <laughs> he's a genius when it comes to that because it's uh, it's musical. But I'm sure if you stripped out all the distortion and cleaned up the vocals, it would sound just like you know Boy George. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on. Well, we have one more song here for part one. <laughs> This, the last song for part one tonight, uh, is Healthy Junkies and I Can't Stand Anyone. <laughs>
right on healthy junkies with a can't stand anyone and man that sounded like a mix of like like old stones like 60 stones you know like and uh mixed like like crosby stills and ash actually Oh, nice, nice, right? <laughs> what a reference for that, Shane. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I love that. And I just, I, I need more of that in my life. I need more of the because it's kind of like this heavy glam punk thing. But like you say, it's got these classic rock influences in the songwriting, and it's just brilliant. It's kind of like the punk version. I, I heard the term recently of new wave of classic rock. And I was like, oh, that's, that's actually quite a good way to describe my own band. But it's also uh, a load of stuff I listen to. It's like, oh, well, suddenly it all makes sense. But this is kind of the punk version of that. And I, I'm like, yeah, I'm digging that. I really like that. It's cool, man. Just uh, for a close up here for part one, again, a big thank you to Leanne Mayer for stopping by Inside the Bone Studio. Oh man, that was great! And uh, playing those two songs, playing uh, "Renegade" and "See Through the Lies," that was awesome live. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. We really appreciate it, and I hope everybody get the chance to watch the the Facebook live video on our fan page. Uh, it's that's nice about when they come visit us here. Well, or say uh, <laughs> to my place, the Bone Studio here, we can put them on uh, video live. And uh, also, big thank you to uh, Timothy. Is it Bright or Brixton? Uh, what? Timothy Brighton, is it, is it Brighton who sends us the, the, the music, or is it Timothy Brixton? Britain, 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 Timothy Britain. Thank you, so, because Healthy yeah. Junkies was uh, something he sent us, so big thank you to oh, him. Oh, of course it was, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just thinking, is it Brighton or Britain? No, it's Britain, yeah, definitely. I, could, I just couldn't remember there for a second, I was like, sort of like, like, oh my god, so. so you're like, <laughs> a guy who's named after a place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's somewhere in Europe, I don't know, something like <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, that's going to wrap it up for part one. We'll be back in for part two in about five, ten minutes with some more uh, badass tunes and some new ones, new ones as well, obviously. And we have one right from the grave, but trust me, it fits well. And uh, um, just so you know, um, I had a little help with this list too because I was finishing it up. I was talking to Emma and I said, Emma, I don't know how to finish this. Like, I mean, I can't have an idea. She goes, well, what about this one? I was like, that's fucking genius. That's amazing. Like, that's such a good call. I was like, that's perfect. So I'll put that here, oh my God. and then I'll, oh God. Then I'll, then oh I'll God. finish up with this one. That's amazing. It's like, like I love you. That's, that's, that's awesome. So, yeah. So just so everyone's uh, fully aware, we're finishing with "Intermission" by The Offspring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cliffhanger end to a show. And no, you ruined it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, have to be an inmate and find out what we really ended. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in about five, ten minutes with NMS Part 2. Until then, uh, stick around, and thanks for listening to Part 1. We'll talk to you soon. Bonzo. What is a lie? A falsehood or deception? The quality or state of being false. Viewpoint. Stand. Attitude. Truth. Lies. Perspective. Truth is a matter of perspective. The deep state. Who's really controlling you? Find out who really pulls the strings of power with the critically acclaimed new season of Deep State. Thursdays at 9 on Fox. This poppin' got your mouth droppin' Super tongue shockin' Feel the taste rockin' Head first, flavor burst Hit him with that max taste yep. To free your thirst So let's go Hella ice cold Taste the bowl, bowl. Burnin' liver sugar Givin' gotta love Some Pepsi Max All day Max tastin' no sugar And always lovin' Pepsi Max Pepsi Max Go all in and taste the bold with Pepsi Max. 
Pepsi Max. Maximum taste, no sugar.